Hello and welcome to the St Joseph's Hospice podcast. We are based in North Liverpool and we provide compassionate end-of-life care to around 200 patients every year. My name is Zoe and over the next six episodes we're going to meet lots of interesting people and find out all about St Joseph's Hospice and its place in the heart of our community. We will be talking to staff, volunteers and families about the hospice and their own personal experiences of it, which we hope will help you to learn more about hospice care and the very special place that is St Joseph's Hospice. So, on to this week's show. I'm Zoe and welcome to the next episode of the St Joseph's Hospice podcast. Today we're talking all about volunteering and I've got with me today Lynn and Janet. Lynn, um, do you want to introduce yourself first? Yeah, hi, I'm Lynn and I'm the new volunteer coordinator at uh, St Joseph's. Hi, I'm Janet and I'm one of the volunteers here at St Joseph's. It's lovely to have you both here with us today, so thank you very much. So, Lynn, if we start with you, if you tell us a little bit about volunteering at, at the hospice, how many volunteers do we have here now? Um, well, we usually have around 200, um, but because of the pandemic, it's uh, been reduced to about 170. Um, but we're hoping to get those numbers climbing back up again. I mean, we have seen people coming back out now, so hopefully, you know, we're going to get some more volunteers going forward. Excellent. And how, how important are volunteers to the hospice? Oh, they're vital. Um, we have a number of roles here. Um, they do anything from gardening to reception work, um, sitting with patients, um, all sorts of roles at the hospice here that they can do. So, so they really are vital to the sort of running of, running of the place? Yeah, they're actually critical. Yeah, we need them. And who typically volunteers? Is there... Sort of a, a typical person, or, or and why do people volunteer with us? Well, I myself am a volunteer and have been one for a number of years. And the reasons that I do it are probably some of the same reasons that people do it. They want to do more to, in the community. They might want to put back um, if they've had somebody here who's been bereaved. They might want to help in that way. Um, but also, they can learn new skills to put on the CV. Um, there's lots of thing, reasons why people want to volunteer and I think um, being part of a community and making mm. new friends is like uh, a big thing as well yeah very much so there's a social side to it as well there is yeah very much so. talking of which Janet hello <laughs> so you've been volunteering with us for a while now I have indeed yes do you want to tell us a little bit about sort of well, how long you've been with us and why you first decided to volunteer with us? Uh, yeah, well, I took early retirement in the summer of 2020, um, which, as you can imagine, wasn't the best year to take early retirement. <laughs> People were saying, well, what plans have you got? Well, I had plenty, but mm-hmm. none of them were happening. But one of the things I wanted to do was to become a volunteer in some shape or form. Um as you can imagine, there wasn't very much mm-hmm. much out there. But then I saw an advert for the, to join the reception team mm-hmm. uh, at St Joseph's, and I thought that that looked really interesting. Uh, so I applied, and very lucky to get the post. And I've been here since. 
and you're not getting rid of me anytime soon. Because <laughs> <laughs> we don't want to. <laughs> so you started off on reception, but yes. it's evolved a little bit since then, your role, hasn't it, it? It has indeed, yes. I started reception, which I really enjoyed. Um, but then when the staff were having uh, weekly COVID tests, um, I then started helping the admin team to register those. Um, and then a post for the uh, Befrienders came up, which I thought sounded really interesting so I applied for that again very lucky that that I got it um so did that for a little while really enjoyed that it was it was different from what I expected Mm -hmm. it was it was more challenging but very rewarding um for personal reasons I then had to put that to one side but I am hoping to go back to it sometime Mm -hmm. I now do two sessions a week helping in the uh, administration office really enjoying that doing all sorts of things helping with HR and the facilities manager and you've done some fundraising oh how could I forget (laughs) yes so are you always asking me to help with the fundraising (laughs) yes I I do I really enjoy doing that and I'm not just saying that because you're sat here um no it's it, it is really good and um it's it's good fun. Um, I mean, last year we did the the garden party. Got mm-hmm. absolutely drenched because the rain was biblical, <laughs> and I volunteered to do it again this year. I know, which we're very so either I'm very dedicated or completely crazy. <laughs> we shall leave that up to you to decide. <laughs> so what what keeps you here? What keeps you coming back and, and volunteering? Oh, what keeps me here so much? Um, I feel real part of a team here very much so mm-hmm. um, I'm quite sure you know some people might volunteer do things and feel that they are very much a volunteer but here the volunteers are as Lynn said a vital part of the mm-hmm. team and are treated as such you do feel very valued um, I'm a big friends um, fan and I remember Phoebe once saying there's no such thing as a selfless act and it's true because mm-hmm. although I am aware that I am giving to the hospice um even if it's only helping in a small way you know sometimes just making a cup of tea for a frazzled member of staff Mm -hmm. you know you're helping but I get so much out of it um after taking early retirement Mm -hmm. I wanted to still feel needed and you know and have a purpose and volunteering certainly does that and it's it's a great way of meeting friends, making new friends. Yeah. Um, we had a, a volunteers evening a few weeks ago, and I admit I didn't know any of the other volunteers, and I was a bit nervous about going. Mm-hmm. Walked in, sat down with a group of people. <laughs> Within five minutes, it was like we knew each other for years. So it, it really is. It's it's a great way of you know making friends and and learning new skills as well. Yeah, mm-hmm. sounds really like you definitely get a lot. A lot of oh, definitely, yes. So what would you say to someone that might be thinking about volunteering that might be a little bit nervous about it or a bit unsure? I would say just go for it. I know certainly when I was doing the befriending, um, some people would say to me, oh, I, I couldn't do that. And yes, things like you know working directly with the patients isn't for everybody, mm-hmm. but there are so many other roles. Uh, I would say to somebody, give us a ring or just have a look on the website and see what is available because mm-hmm. there are... There are roles, you know, within the hospice, off-site. Just give it a go. You will not regret it. Yes, because people could quite happily just come and have a chat with you, couldn't they, Lynn? Talk yeah, to you what's available. of course. So, I mean, Janet's kind of touched there on what sort of roles are available within the hospice. 
but we've got a lot of stuff that's in the community as well, haven't we? And We have, yeah. Um, and in the shops as well. So tell us a bit more about the types of roles that we've got. Um, well, obviously, retail is a big part of it, and we've got a number of shops um, across Merseyside, New and Liverpool, um, and they are like little community hubs. You know, I was went to the volunteer evening that uh, Janet spoke about for the first time, and you know they're all friendly outside mm. of work. They all meet up and do social activities. I'm quite jealous actually, <laughs> <laughs> because you know and. The ladies in Formby shop actually said, because I do go into Formby sometimes to meet my friends, didn't realise where the shop was, mm-hmm. it took up a side street, and I go for a coffee, and they said, oh, don't be going there, come into the shop, we'll make you a coffee. So it's like a family already, yeah. you know, as, as she said. Mm-hmm. But there's roles um, on the site, um, admin roles, reception, um, there's ward clerks, there's gardeners. Mm-hmm. We can make make the role to fit the person if they want experience in a particular thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say, you know, just to give them more confidence, even just just yes. approach us, and we'll find something for the for them to do, even if we haven't got um, a description around that role. Mm-hmm. Um, it it really is good for people to get volunteering on the CV. I know my two daughters. And when they were looking for work, because they'd done some volunteering, mm. they were head and shoulders above their friends on their CV. They'd yeah. already done a lot of stuff. So, experience yeah. So. so I recommend it to everybody. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I've been doing it for about twelve years myself, and I'll probably continue to do that mm-hmm. alongside this. So, yeah, loads of stuff that we can do here. And in terms of sort of the, the time that's needed for it. I think some people maybe think, oh, well, I don't have too much time, but we can, again, we can be flexible, can't we? It's very flexible, yeah. Um, if you want to do um, an, an evening shift or just an hour, um, any any time that you can give is appreciated. Um, if you can't manage to give that time, if you know you let people know that they're not, you know, they're not precious about mm-hmm. that because um, they understand people are giving their time up freely. Um, I mean, I've done it for 12 years myself and I've fitted it around a full-time job. Mm -hmm. So people who are retired or who are maybe looking for work, you know, it gets them out of the house. It gets, you know, mental health well-being is massive now. People need to feel needed and part of a community. So, you know, come to us if you, even if you don't think we've got a role for you. Mm -hmm. Now, you mentioned at the beginning, Lynn, that, you know, obviously volunteer numbers have dropped during COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, tell us a bit more about that impact of COVID on the volunteers we've got as well. It's it was, it was a difficult time, wasn't it, for the volunteers? Yeah, we did have to close the shops. Um, there was nobody coming on site. Um, but we did keep in touch with the volunteers mm-hmm. just to make sure they were okay. Um, but now they're back open. This is why we need more, more volunteers now, you know, as things are opening up. So any volunteers who, who we have had in the past or any new volunteers who've been at home during the pandemic and do feel vulnerable will obviously support you back into the workplace and as much support as you need will give. So tell me a little bit more about the different sort of skills and experience that volunteers have. Obviously they can bring experience from jobs that they've been in or their own life experience, can't they? I'm sure Janet, you, you do that as well. Before I retired, I've worked in education and social care, so I've built up quite a lot of skills, you know, 
working with people and helping people. Um, and I like to think that I've brought those skills to this post. But having said that, I've also learned a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was doing the befriending, I sought out some dementia training because quite a lot of our patients have dementia. Um, so I became a dementia friend and that mm-hmm. was purely through volunteering at, at St. Joseph's. So it, it's great that volunteers bring their own skills, but you will gain more skills as a result mm-hmm. of volunteering. Yes, we must have volunteers from all walks of life, mustn't we? Yeah, we do. We have um, young and old, um, and uh, some people have got no or little experience and other people have maybe run businesses. And if they can bring anything to the table, obviously, um, it's their time that Mm -hmm. we want and we will, you know, guide them and train them in in whatever role they get. So we've we've kind of touched, I think, as well on what volunteers can can get out of volunteering with us as well as what we can give them. And I think Janet's very nicely explained to us what what she gets out of it. Um, There is the satisfaction of, of giving back, isn't there? Oh, definitely, definitely. I, I think everybody likes to feel that they're, they're doing their bit to make mm. the world a slightly better place. And I think through volunteering, in your own small way, you know, you are doing that. As I say, even if it's just, you know, asking a, a member of staff who's looking a bit ha- mm-hmm. harassed, are you all right? Do you want a cup of tea? You know. I'm sure mm. very much appreciated. You know, just, just the small things. Um, there's, there's so many ways that you can help the hospice mm-hmm. and... You know, it is so appreciated. Mm-hmm. You know, I've certainly experienced that, and I know other, others have as well. Yeah, and, and as we said, the social side of it is is one of the big things, isn't it? You know, yes, the shops have their own sort of communities, but within the hospice as well, I think there's... Yeah, there seems to be, you know, um, a hive of activity all the time, and mm-hmm. things go on on site mm-hmm. as well, so people can get involved with all of those things that we have here. And we have quite a few of our volunteers and they come along to our fundraising events and support yeah. that as well, which is yeah. really lovely. And um, as, as you ladies mentioned before, we had our volunteers evening, which yeah. is a chance to get all of our volunteers together and thank them for the for the work they do, isn't it? And have a free buffet. Brilliant evening, really good. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Lydia Wales says our volunteers mm. are so hard working, aren't they? They it's are. nice to be able to give them a of course out, yeah and but we also do recognition as well don't we awards and and that kind of thing for the volunteers the recent volunteer event that i went to we gave out awards to people there was prizes and um, people were just happy to get together get to know each other um, and be part of that bigger community so um that's one way of us rewarding the volunteers through those type of events Absolutely, I tend to use the word family quite a bit for mm-hmm. for the hospice, mm-hmm. but volunteers are very much part of that family, aren't they? They say, oh, well, I, I, I feel that I am part of the, the St. Joseph's mm-hmm. family, definitely, yes. I think that's a good, good term to use. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> well, thank you both so much for joining me today. Um, it's thank been you. absolutely Thank you, really enjoyed to it. To you both. So if you are interested in volunteering with us, then there's lots of ways you can get in touch with us. Head over to our website at www.stjhospice.org.uk and on our volunteering page you'll be able to see all our current vacancies. Um, you can also email Lynn at volunteering at stjhospice.org.uk or give us a call on 0151 932 
6043. Thank you for listening to the St Joseph's Hospice podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. If so, please help us to spread the word by sharing it on social media. Before we go, we would love it if you would leave us a review. And if you have a burning question about hospice care, let us know and we'll try and answer it in a future podcast. To find out more about St Joseph's Hospice, to make a donation or to volunteer for us, you can find out more on our website at www.stjhospice.org.uk. To make sure you catch the next episode, please subscribe to this podcast. Bye for now, and we'll see you next time.